Hello, beautiful 70 percenters. It's producer Nate from the 70 percent podcast. Well, Amy and Michael had a chance to go on this great show called the Notorious Outcast podcast with co-hosts Kirk Finney from North Carolina and John King from Rhinelander, Wisconsin. It was a perfect fit and everybody had a good time. It was engaging. We argued. We agreed. All the good stuff. We just wanted to play it for you this week. So enjoy. Roll the intro. The 70% Podcast with your host, Amy Alexander and Mike Sewell. Welcome, everybody, to the next edition of the Notorious Outcast Podcast. This is Kirk Finney in North Carolina. I'm joined by my partner, John King, in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. And he's got a couple of Wisconsin buddies on the line that have a famous podcast in their own right. It's uh, it's uh, Mike and Amy. And your show is called The Middle 70. The 70% podcast. There you go. The 70% podcast. That's great. It's awesome. Yeah, I got a chance to listen to a few of your episodes. Very, very impressive. Um, You know, I think you're absolutely right. I think that the biggest bulk of the population is kind of stranded out there. They don't really believe in the far right or the far left. They just kind of sense that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And and they know that they've become really disenfranchised. And uh, I guess... Why don't I let you talk a little bit about what your podcast is about and what your goals were? I know you're both real estate agents, aren't you? Yep. Yes, we are. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, well luckily, real last estate agent is a real estate broker. You, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Amy's a broker. <laughs> I'm a broker. I just started my new my new awesome. office um, yeah. on the first of the year. So yeah, super excited about that. Yeah. It's when you can move from the 70 to the 2%, that's better, right? Uh, right, right. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that's all right. I'll still be in goes. the 70%. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So, Mike, why don't you let them know a little bit about what we... Well, this, this, the 70%, Amy and I uh, have been friends for many years, and we, we, talk, we had been in the past, talked a lot about politics and religion and race and things of that nature. And, you know, we were mind boggled by the fact that that so many people or we felt as though so many people, the right and left were yelling and screaming at one another. And and uh, we were like, well, you know, what do we do about this? You know, how do we how do we make a difference? And we truly felt that it, at, at the very least, 70 percent of the people in the United States um, could care less what what color you are how tall you are you know what background you come from as long as you leave us alone so that we can earn our money take care of our family <laughs> enjoy our life mm-hmm. we're good quiet quiet enjoyment like, right Dude, you want to wear a wig wear a wig i don't i don't right. care exactly you know, but just, don't make me wear a wig i don't want to right <laughs> just don't you don't force your opinion on me and i will not force my opinion on you mm-hmm. uh, now right. to, to for, for us to come together and have an opinion together and decide, you know, steel sharpen steel. You know, like Amy and I do not agree on everything. So when we sit down and we have a conversation, you know, sometimes I, uh, she, she understands the world a little bit differently than she did prior to us having a conversation and vice versa. That's um, right. So we felt that it, at least 70% of the people in the United States feel the same way, but our voices are not being heard. Or they're afraid, where they're the silent majority, and they... You have such an impression brought on by media and and uh, government that we are all supposed to be mad at each other. Well, we're being we're being drowned right. out by by right. by the by the minority, really. 
because you know you have fifteen percent on on the right and fifteen percent on the or left, or however many, yeah, th- that are radicals and that are yelling and screaming at one another, and and you see them on the news, you hear mm-hmm. them in you know in the media and stuff like that. Right, we're just watching their tennis match, sitting here not being able to do anything and getting our videos pulled down. Right, so that's you know? why we decided, you know, the voice that seventy percent needs to be heard. And that's why we decided to start the 70% podcast. Yes. <coughs> and producer wow. Nate from Dizzy Course Studios has been kind enough to loan us his studio. Or I wouldn't say loan it, but uh, he did a good <laughs> job here of um, making sure we have a place and an outlet right. um, to get our show out and um, and talk to people. And just talk. That's great. Yeah, that's a smoking hot table that you guys are working out there. Somebody, <laughs> I know. Somebody right? put some time and energy into that baby. Oh. <laughs> Too kind. <laughs> I bought a diesel sawmill about five years ago yeah. and uh, cut up a bunch of uh, uh, trees and stock for a lot of the trim on the outside of my property. And for my front porch is all tongue and groove oak that I cut from my own trees. But as soon as you bring the wood inside the house to do anything, whether it be cabinets or whatever, it really has to be kiln dried. So I bought all the kiln apparatus, but then I had to build this super giant insulated chamber you know with tar and eight inches of urethane fiberglass which is like a factory in your basement right well you might as well just make yeah you might as well just make a permit for that kirk at at that point you should just go buy it (laughs) right well it's like 40 grand to buy the chamber so it was going to be like 12 to build it so i figured i'll build so i'm I'm almost done with it so that's good i can i can and i've got the mill (coughs) off now so it's good good deal there you go there you go good job and lumber lumber's gone up as we know yeah yeah we're very well aware of lumber yeah, prices. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Eighty three thousand so dollars for a two by four. But yeah. it's coming down. That's right. now. It's coming it down. It's I, I, I don't want to say it's it. It's okay. Yeah. You can finance it. You know, as long yeah. as you pay it all off. Right. Because money is really no cheap interest. right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's that's it's, going up. Too. It's going to stabilize yeah. a bit. Yeah. They're predicting interest no. rates to go up third quarter. No, second quarter. On a positive note, now you get three dollars worth of lumber with every popsicle you buy. Love it. Love it. John knows popsicles. (laughs) That's right. He built this robotic machine that, you know, weighs and calculates to the scintilla, you know, every popsicle that goes through it and actually inspects it with a camera to make sure it is exactly the way it's supposed to be. It's quite, quite engineering. (laughs) Knowing John as long as I have, that does not surprise me. (laughs) <laughs> he's the smartest guy I know. And yeah, really everything that he's told me, you know, that he's discovered over the last 25 years that we've known each other, I've taken very much to heart. And uh, it's interesting because this last year, there really has been, you know, quite a few revelations. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, the reason that we, you asked me before why we started Notar- Notorious Podcast, mm-hmm. even though we can't pronounce it effectively <laughs> too quickly. But we did that because we really, we really wanted to get out there and let people hear from people that have got very diversified. You know, we believe very much in diversity and we think that starts with diversified opinions Mm -hmm. and origins. And we wanted to give place for that to be, to be spoken. So we've had some pretty, pretty interesting guests these last few shows, the newest shows that we've done are folks that people are not going to normally encounter, you know, in their travels. And uh, it's been great. You know, we've both learned an awful lot. And, you know, somebody asked me today, I I speak on a radio show uh, every Thursday, and it's very much a conservative. It's run by an ex-Special Forces Green Beret guy and, you know, who's 10 years older than me. So 
Uh, he was talking today about how he remember, remembers when milk was delivered by, by a horse. And I said, geez, John, you, you're really dating yourself there. I said, like, yabba dabba do, you know? But, uh, I mean, I remember the milk box outside, but I don't remember the horses. But anyway, um, you know, he's got, he, he really colors in the lines. You know, everything with him is black or white. You know, we have a foundation. We have a constitution. It needs to be followed. It's not being followed. We need to, you know, run for county office and all that. And, and what I've learned over the last year was that there really is a very evil force out there that permeates all of control and probably always has been. And all of us, whether we like it or not, are either swimming in that stream or trying to row against it. And I think the time has probably come where we need to consider some alternatives about how we're going to move forward because we're not likely to make a difference. You know, he said, Kirk, he said, do you think that, you know, knowing what we know about these voting machines, do you think we can ever have an honest election again? And I said, you know, I doubt it. And the reason is this, is that, and I know, Mike, you've talked about history a little bit before and how you're a student of history. I, I am too. And one of the things I noticed was that you know, governments or control mechanisms never give up control. They, they never right. give back control right. once, once, they, once, they once they've it, taken they it. it back. Right. Right. They just and, use you know, it as, they like, take a little bit more they use it as a stepping stone to get more. Of course. Yeah, of yeah course. absolutely. Because, you know, it's the oldest right. game in the book. I mean, if I can exist and I can suck off the population that's working and producing and I don't have to do anything oh and I can oh. just increase my, I mean, that's, that's yeah. why slavery is so popular, you know, in all of the world. Uh, you know, because that's great. You know, if you can get everybody else doing everything and you right. don't have to do anything and, you're, and, you're and you can control right. and spend all the money. Right, right. exactly. And that needs to change. You know, we need to change that and, somehow. And, and we're, we're and, setting, I mean, it starts in the school systems here in the United States. Yes. We're, setting, oh, yes. we're setting our children up to be slaves, period. Okay, yes. we, we don't teach them uh, how to make money, how to spend money, how to, how you know, uh, anything about um, uh, finances or anything like that. We teach them how to, Go, go here, shut up, sit down, oh my gosh, do what exactly. I tell you to do, right. how I tell you to do it, when I tell you to do it. Oh, and guess what? We'll give you a 15-minute break to go outside and see the sun shine <laughs> on your face. You know? yeah, right. that's, that's so what, true. So yeah. true, Mike. We're starting, well, more, we're starting to move that way, you know? Right. And, you know. Uh, oh, it starts before then. We, we learned some oh, things yeah. this last year that you guys would love, I think, but we won't go there just yet. Well, and I, I think you guys are being very intellectually generous to, 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 to even term your podcast, the set, you know, 70%. Guys, I, I mean, I think it's probably 90%. There's probably 90% in the middle. And, and there, it's, it's just, we're in a society that we're, especially with professional sports, that predisposes you to, number one is to form and create, naturally form and create biases. And then number two, naturally defend those biases, right. but as, as part of your identity uh, through, you know, this, this uh, bloom, this plume, this explosion of, of uh, social media has created a social pivot where <clears throat> people are, have become so allergic to conflict that they've lost the ability to, um, to with, with, with a clear conscience and open mind and intellect approach a approach a conflict to extract what do you know, Mike? What do you know, Amy? How can I get the, how can I get the most out of what you're saying? That is that's becoming a lost art. Right. Uh, the the benefit of conflict, and it's turned into this like an allergic response. 
and um, and, 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 and consequently, the, the, the tragedy of that is that only a narcissist will seek power. The rest of us, the 90%, which are, are more congenial, we're, we want to get along to go along. It's, uh, you know, we, we enjoy and value peace mm-hmm. and comforts mm-hmm. and, you know, a beneficial social relationships. And, and like you said, Mike, we're training our, our children not to think, to be allergic to conflict, to... Um, obviously, we're not raising them to be narcissists, so only that portion of the population is really has sought uh, public position uh, because nobody really seeks right. power. But it's gone so far to the you know ninety percent in the middle and just a little five percent wing ends you know right. uh, that that w- the the ninety percent is being forced through the pressure and the pain of our the definition and fabric of our existence is being redefined for us and we don't like it and and when the five percent on the both bookends are telling you don't believe your lying eyes don't believe the don't believe what what you're experiencing um you know just enough is enough and Mm -hmm. and and that becomes when what is the tipping point where do where do we wake up the and that's really what we want to do is intellectually wake people up to become thinkers to think for themselves how do we and, and as Amy talking to you and, and Kirk talking to you, the, the big thing is how do we get the people who are listening to this podcast and watching these videos, these are the awake people. How do we get to those that aren't watching this right. podcast that right. aren't yet awake? Yeah, that is the big question. Um, and, and we don't want to speak on woke, do we? No. <laughs> no, but, you oh, know, you can speak on woke. That's actually the first episode we did right. of my, uh, of this we talked about wokeness and the actual definition of it who truly is woke right right is our because we are awake we are awake as to what is going on are are, you're woke because you follow a certain (laughs) pattern of what people are supposed to are trying to make you believe and And it's just it's fascinating instead of us identifying as uh, human beings, uh, they have us identifying as black or white or gay or yeah. straight or or mask or no mask or this or that. They have us pitted against the, one another, identifying, and we're holding these things to you know uh, to our heart and saying, "No, this is who I am." Mm-hmm. No, you're yeah. a human being. Right. You're, you, you, you don't have to just because it's it's it, your lifestyle doesn't have to ident- doesn't have to be your identity. Right. You know, well, we and it should is, it identify is. as human beings first. Right. John, John was right. You know, it, it, and it really it could be ninety five percent. I mean, when Paul <laughs> we, Revere, we keep bringing that yeah, up. Yeah, I don't. We're well, going to stick with seventy. We're not though, changing, gonna change our brand. Yeah, we're not changing our. Well, we are changing our logo, but we're not changing. Right, what percentage of the population really tries to identify with race, sexual right. orientation? Yeah religion it's a small minuscule piece it's not a big piece i mean i don't really hang out or know anybody i mean i come across people but it's very few and far between but that's the narrative that the government pushes and i don't care the government and the media yeah yeah yeah, they do that because they're trying to control everybody right and control the emotions and maybe they can grab a few others and pull them into that cesspool right Right. and and that's and that's the act that's why they do it like Mike said, they're pushing it through the schools. They're pushing this identification ideology through schools. And, you know, we, we've been working with a lot of different school boards and a lot of different parent groups that attend those school boards and things like that through mm-hmm. different uh, organizations that I'm involved with. 
and you know all of them all say oh we you know we don't teach uh, critical race theory we don't teach this as a concept they absolutely do they they push it at every level and in, yeah. in, in algebra to geometry to calculus to history to science to english to all the literatures i mean it's it's pushed absolutely everywhere the, the tenets and the concepts the way of thinking is to say identify identify label 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 I just, right. my god i mean somebody has got to that, send that, up a flare and say that, this is the problem that we word. are not labels i'm not a collection like i'm not like my email inbox i'm not a collection of labels that has to be categorized i'm right. a unique individual check that, my fingerprint that word itself identify should have thrown up a red flag to everybody in the united states because exactly. as soon as you start saying this is who, you know i identify as this you're saying that i'm separate from right or that's you're right. not like me right. You know, that's right. and, and that's not what this is about. That's not what we should be about. Well, there was a pretty no. impactful commercial out there at one point. No, it was a, it was a little uh, video snippet. And it was a bunch of people from all walks of life that were standing in a group. And instead of saying, okay, all the black people come up, all the white people come they said all those people that have problems with depression come up and sit in this corner or sit in the corner, sit, you know, be in this area, <laughs> sit in the corner. <laughs> Make them even more depressed. Yeah. Get with the program. That's not what I meant to say. More no, coffee, I, we, please. We, we get. <laughs> but, but, and then, you know, people that have dealt with suicide or people that have right. had parents right. that died of cancer. Right. Or single parent households or whatever. whatever. And yeah. all these people, when you, we all have things in common. They are trying to find the way. And now we have unvaccinated and vaccinated. Now they're pit pitting the teachers against the parents. Yeah, that's the new thing now, the teachers against the and parents. It's, right. it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And I think some part of, and I'm not a psychologist or flat, whatever, but I think some part of human nature is meant or kind of developed to sway that way. But they, they being the people in power in our governments, uh, are definitely using the knowledge of that to to make it happen. Well, it comes. Here's the thing. Okay, through throughout history, throughout time, we have, as a people, okay, um, have uh, um, seen. If you go to a different uh, a different country, so the people from Africa go to you know, wh wherever, and they see that people are different. We're naturally predispositioned to be to be fearful. Okay, that's that's a natural predisposition. I would think that's like instinctual, but, right? Because right. because it's different. It's something different, something new. Okay. Mm -hmm. However, in in these times, in these days, we know better now. Right. We know We've had a lot enough of to be able to say, you know what? I don't need to fear someone because of the way they look. Let me give this person a chance right. mm -hmm. before I fear them. So if the guy comes in, a, in, in into the store with a bunch of tattoos and stuff on, you know, his face is covered with tattoos, that doesn't mean that he's a killer or a gangbanger. It just means he's a guy that has got a lot of tattoos right. on his face. He's That's like, right. Yeah. That's right. And he's until more he than likely a tattoo artist, way. so you should probably go <laughs> and with a lot of experience. <laughs> well, I think you're right. I think I think the rush to judgment is is it's a it's a it's a two-sided sword because it can be really good. And, and yet, you know, you're right. I mean, most people, they don't want to be criticized. They don't want to stand out. They don't want to be an outcast. So they stay silent, you know, which is, of course, the majority. Right. And we're taught that that really is what sophisticated, civilized people do. They don't discuss religion. No, they right. don't discuss politics. No, right. Well, yeah. right. well how that's convenient. how we got in this mess. How convenient. When you right. don't talk right. about how convenient. things. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. 
this yeah. is a narcissist wish come true, guys. Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. So maybe we're doing it wrong. Maybe we should teach our kids to be narcissists, and everybody could be crying. Well, 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 you have to teach them. Right. Yeah. You have, to, you have to start with the teaching them the value of conflict. Right. Say, right. Mike, right. if you and I, Mike, whatever, let, let's say we're we're out to do something. We're we're out to accomplish something. Right. We have to number one establish that we have a common goal that's greater than my individual interests. Let's. Absolutely. I don't care. Let's say that we're in Wisconsin. We're going to go. We're going to go hunt the, the great whitetail, okay? I may say, Mike, I think that we should stand on the north side of the highway. And you said, John, I think that we should drive the south side of the highway. Now, here we have conflict. And what is the conflict going to do? Number one, we just have to identify that the conflict is for a common purpose. And now all of the differences that we share no longer threaten our identity because we can coalesce around a common goal. Mm-hmm. Our compasses, I say, are set to the same are set to the same. Uh, direction. So now you can say, well, we had some good luck in, in this type of a uh, terrain driving. Uh, and, and I can say, well, we had some good luck in this train. And you say, yeah, but it's really cold out. And, th- and what happens is all the differences of opinion contribute, contribute. And as long as we can set our goals, our higher goals, way above, then what happens is our differences no longer divide us, but they actually support, educate, and, and build our, our collective knowledge, and it's no longer threatening. And, and this, is, this is a missing message. Uh, com- in schools, it's not taught, I mean, through social media, uh, it, you know, the saying, it's easier to convince somebody, it's, it's easier to fool somebody than convince somebody that, that you know, convince them that they've been fooled. And this right. is because we are taught, uh, and like Mike, to your, to your, to your, to your point, from the schools, the very tenets of education teaches people to be biased and to fear that conflict, fear the conflict, to conform, conform, conform. Why, why are they conforming? They're conforming because you have not built the human spirit up and told That's them right. the value of individuality right. and told them that they have a place to fill that only that they can fill, that they are unique and they have a unique contribution. And even if they're, if they're an identical, identical twin uh, to somebody else, that they even have a unique perspective. And, and, and unique experiences. And, and that's to be valued because that contribution uh, can only be produced by one person in the entire world. And that is them and them alone. And, and it will contribute as long as we are focusing on a common objective, no longer is there any threats. Now we embrace the differences and we, 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 we absolutely seek them out as a matter of uh, you know, a, a crescendo of, of building strength and building community rather than, you know, fearing it for division. Right. That's right. Amy, right before break, you started to say something? Yeah. So um, we were talking about conformity and um, education and the poll question today on our 70% podcast private group was, uh, should the Pledge of Allegiance be told and mm. done in school right. and in that discussion it didn't take that long for that discussion to go and I see both points of it because when you talk about indoctrination and conforming and all of that isn't that part of I mean mm. you're making these kids stand up and, and we all did it stand up put your head in and and say that um and the argument kind of came to whether or not that fits into um, the indoctrination part. And I honestly, when I looked at both sides of the argument, I get it. I get it. If you're just training as a kid to say those words but don't explain to them the meaning of it, then 
what's the you're, point? You're then it's in doctor. Right, right? Yeah. Then it's now you're just being yeah. Pavlov and, you know, giving yeah. them a treat after they do their thing. Um, but yeah, you're reinforcing indoctrination. Right. Exactly. You're causing a susceptibility. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so the people that argue for that not to be in schools um, or to take it out of schools, it, you know. And see, <clears throat> that's where uh, uh, we, we were talking about earlier where we were trying to reach the same common goal. So we, we want the people in the United States to come together. That uh, uh, The Pledge of Allegiance helps them to come together. However, unless you um, explain to them specifically what that what those words mean and why mm -hmm. why they're being said then then like like you said we're just you know we're, we're just uh, uh bringing out drones right know? right yeah exactly. turning out yeah, that's, drones, that's, turning out that's drones. Not very 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 the true. Levers of yeah, power. No um if you go back to the founding fathers and their documents and, and if you read thomas if, if you read common sense if you read thomas jefferson if you if you read any of the articles and the letters that they written that they've written, <clears throat> you come away with a clear picture that government is a government in in its entirety is a necessary evil that has to be limited by force because right. given its unlimited ability to grow, it will automatically, by definition, become oppressive, and right. it will seek to grow beyond its borders self-justify itself, use any catastrophe, you know, to its own gain and purpose and growth. And, um, and, and that has to be taught. Right. That has to be taught. Well, it, apparently it isn't because that's exactly the reason for the second amendment. Well, that's and right. that's, what did Jim right. say? They're, they're taking sociology out of school, out of, out of school now. Yeah. They don't, well, now. right. When, when I went to school, <laughs> They still delivered day. milk with a vehicle, right? Wait, it wasn't wait. horses. But when I went to school, okay, it was a Model T. What, that's right. What what happened was, <laughs> what what happened was was they didn't teach me anything in school, and I graduated in '78. They didn't teach me anything about government other than the real basics, you know, the the three you know houses of government, right. you know, and all that stuff. Nothing really about the underpinnings or anything. So. You know, and, and and I graduated, I mean, I'm 62, going to be 62 this year. So for at least the last 62 years, they have not even effectively taught American history, what makes it different, right. why, you know, uh, the freedom here is so important, why people are tunneling and jumping fences to get here. And folks, it's not just to sell drugs. Right. They're, they're, they're coming here because they want the freedom. Right to be able to enjoy the fruits of their personal efforts. Yep. And this is like the last place on earth right. I really at this point where wish. they can experience that yeah. for at least a little bit longer. I wish, I wish, to I wish people in the United States could actually understand that, that this is, this is the last stand. Yeah. This, this is being it. Being like right. Europe exactly or right. being like Europe or it, it's that, that's not the, the answer. That we're seeing from Australia. Look at Australia. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, <laughs> What are they on their fifth booster now or something? I don't well, know. I mean, it's but, crazy. Yeah. yeah, and they got that that thing, whatever whatever it is, that's running the country. <laughs> it's just, it's just. I mean, forgive me. Listen, what people do in the privacy of their own bedroom is fine by me. Right. Talking about orgies and stuff that they can start those again now, you know, and that's the problem. I mean, when yeah, you start to debase in, yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, there's only one place that a debased 
weirded out, you know, away from the tenets of God population can go. And we're seeing that happen right now in Australia. And we're next if we're not, if we're not careful. Well, and I work with India real closely with uh, with a bunch of development teams. And it is, I mean, these guys start to freak out at about 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Because they, <laughs> no, they do. And because they have to get home because of this curfew. Now, I mean, imagine the mentality. I'm sitting back going, you guys believe this crap. So you have to be home right. before eight o'clock. So right. COVID doesn't get you. Otherwise you'll be arrested, thrown right. in jail. Then you'll lose your house and your family. You're the breadwinner. You right. know, you're the 20, 30 year old breadwinner. You support grandma and grandpa, great grandma, great grandpa because of their, their housing system and how they, how they work that. Casting and if system. you're not home to, in time, you're going to get thrown in jail and then, and then your family's going to be out and they all live in this complete fear to what, to a curfew for what? Because yeah, where's Gandhi when you need it? Right. Yeah. To potentially die from something when you're, I mean, with the Jeez. percentage being so small. And I don't know about what their so the, numbers are in other countries, but. And, and that's the thing. What, These are other countries that we're looking at. Now, we're not hearing a lot about this on, on the national on national news and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff is not coming here so that people can see it and hear it. Because if they do, then they'll realize, hey, we're next. You know, well, I mean, you, know, you hear you hear a little bit about it, but you're not hearing, you know, a, a, a lot about it. So, I mean, these are things that that, that the, the, the media should be reporting on what's happening in India and what's oh, happening yeah, in, yeah. in, in uh, right. Australia and places like that. But it's France. really hard. Look to, France. What do we even believe? Uh, what do, who do we believe anymore? I mean, how do you even trust the information that you're getting? It's it's really hard for those of us that do our research and actually hear something that seems before passing it on, you know, making sure that there's some right. relevance and, to and, it and or that's, some... That's a big problem also. People will just hear information and they'll regurgitate oh it right. as if it's that, gospel that, that's exactly instead of saying... Very, hey, very look, important you know. because who can afford these days to actually do research? Who, right. who well, has the time oh, oh, no, they to have, set aside no, no, to I'm, do... I have see to what disagree I'm saying? with you. So, they have the time because... Most people go to work for eight hours a day. They come home and they sit in front of the television and watch television <laughs> or play video games yeah, or grab a true. freaking yeah, bed. Yeah, Here, here's the thing. The if time. I got time to, to – I <clears throat> last year or a year before last, I was working two jobs, okay, at 50 years old. If I got time to work two jobs and take care of a household and take care of a dog and, you know, take care of a child, and right. if I got time to do that, you got time to do a little bit of research. Right. The, the and, and it's at your fingertips. Don't... The, the problem is that they're completely unaware. This is so off of everybody's radar. When I talk to family and friends and they disagree and we hit a complete impasse, like, like, come on guys, you have, can you please think about this? What, what, when it gets down to a substantive conversation where there's a, where we're, we're talking about things and we're drawing it out, what inevitably comes up is, is they're basing their opinion at their authority source turns out to be the media. I'm like, you guys have not traveled the world enough to realize how the rest of the world works. The right. rest of the world uses the media as, as, as nothing other than a propaganda mechanism and to control been. the population. And Guys, you have not traveled well enough. Right. You're, right. Come, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you it's, believe your media. You, you're threatened you know, because the, the person on television or the radio told you to think what you think, mm -hmm. told you why you're such a good person to think it, told you why you're evil if you disagree, and you just... <sighs> That's it. You believe it. Hook, line, yeah, and sinker. Exactly. You had me at hello, and they believe the media. Like, this is well, some, you know, deity to look we, up to. They right, just right. worship. We, we have to remember, though, that th it's never been different than it is now. <clears throat> because here's the thing. When Paul Revere rode through the streets saying the British are coming, the British are coming, 
nine, 99 out of 100 people rolled back over in bed and said, so what? We don't care. <laughs> and, and that whole thing yeah, was man. fought by initially by less than 2% of the population. So it's always a remnant. But, John, how many people in the U.S. now? 300 million? I mean, take all the, the yeah, new people out. What, John and I okay. are numbers Take all people. the new people out. <laughs> so call it, call, it, call it safely 250 million able-bodied adults that have IQs of at least 85. If you take that group and you say, what's 2% of that? What's, what's 2% of 250 million? 50,000, 50, 500,000. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. So even if we <clears throat> asked for that group to stand up, and I asked my, 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 my host on the show today, I said, John, I said, what happens if a county, if a particular county says, we're not going to use these voting machines anymore? It's not going to do it. We're going we're gonna to have everybody come in and fill out this form that we've created. We're going to put it in a lockbox and we're going to count it the way we used to do it. What happens if they do that? And he said, well, they can't do that because the elections are run by the state. Yeah. I said, so what's the state going to do? Are they going to send in armed guards to kill people that are trying to vote manually? I mean, this is They'll the kind of thing. They'll just disregard those votes. Right. They'll just say well, those votes don't count. Well, but but if, okay, I guess you could do it. So you're saying that the state would say as a whole, the votes out of this county don't count Correct. because they oh. didn't behave according yeah, to right. the Right, because they make, they make yeah, their they laws, their state laws, to accommodate for whatever. They, I mean, look at what we dealt with with Georgia and a few other states in 2020. And they are designed, they have, unfortunately, the power to design the laws around what they want the outcome to be. And so, I mean, COVID 2020 election, I was, I would be willing to stand in line with a mask on six feet away from people for five hours. That that's sure. fine. Well, nobody wants to do that. So we're just going to mail that vote in for you, you know? <laughs> um, okay. Well send me my three copy. Yeah. It just, yeah. that right. once the government says something and here's the entire basis of our situation right now, once the government says something, we as people feel forced no matter how, what we feel about it, we are supposedly forced to fall in line with that. Well, I mean, here's the thing. When you, if, if we see on the news what happens to people who stand up against the government. Right, right. They're made examples of the course. Right. Yeah. Okay, there's, there's people still in jail for standing up against yep. the government. A year ago, yeah. Right. From they, they a year ago today. They were just hanging out. Right. Right. And there were some people that were asshole. You know, I yeah, not everybody... But there was an entirely different situation, and there was an entirely, um, what I feel is, uh, rigged drama that happened. Oh um, sure. And 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 the fact that they they are still even though we're moving forward with a new president and COVID, and we've got the problems in Afghanistan and um, whatever, the fact that they're still spending their man hours trying to. Uh, sue whoever or whatever they're doing to investigate bring, bring people to justice right yeah. bring, well it's you know, the power of the threat it's it's the yeah, overhanging right, of, power of the threat exactly, if you try sure. to speak out or you try to come or you try to stand outside right we're going to lock you up and throw away the key. exactly mm -hmm. oh exactly, exactly. I mean, and that's class and that's exactly what the constitution is for i wish people would just take a hard look get rid of the oh my god it's all about him and he and whatever the pronouns and just think of the concept, concept of okay. the Constitution. And 
this, I, what we're doing right now, is what this document is for. Right. But well, you have to have the education well, well, and background yeah, to understand yeah, that. that. I, I disagree out. with you a little bit, Amy. And, and, it's, and I see people make this mistake all the time. And, and, and that's specifically, and it's, it, might, it sounds like it's splitting hairs, but hear me out. A lot of times people say, well, this is my constitutional right. That is the most, that is the most heinous false concept that you could that that is being propagated and it's and it's being paved through the schools and everything guys it is not your constitutional right you are far superior to the constitution right. the constitution gives you powers to limit the government but you are granted no powers from the constitution because you're the ones who created the constitution you are you are inalien you have inalienable, inalienable rights. rights by your creation by your right. mere existence right. you created a document the document is subservient to you so the only thing right. that the constitution does it's a very useful tool to limiting the evil powers of government that wants to just explode and take over your life that is the constraints that you can employ to constrain it but the constitution gives you nothing because you created it how can something that you created right you know give you something no no no, no. you're constant you when are, you say constitutional rights it is your right not to be limited by our government right for those things it is um a contract it's a legal contract that makes sure that if the government would just you know if they actually uh didn't try to tear it apart or change it or whatever they would be working for us <laughs> they're supposed to be a long way here's, baby. here's the thing yeah, gonna, that's right here's the thing i want to come play. on nancy get to work <laughs> She's too busy eating ice cream and getting Botox. Yeah. That's right. Here's, here's, here's one thing I want to point out, though. So, so we had uh, we had some um, uh, on we had people on the left in in Minnesota uh, rioting and 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 yeah. and fighting against the government or what they felt was was uh, uh, oppression. We had right. people in in Washington D.C. do the same thing. Now these are people from different backgrounds, and so I'm just going to throw it out different there: most ideology. of the people were white in Washington D.C. Most people were black in in Minnesota. These people here in Washington D.C. have been uh, in prison for a year, and we don't hear anything about it. If that would have happened to the people in Minnesota, we wouldn't stop hearing about it. So what is the yeah. difference? Oh my God, there would be so many more buildings burned down and riots and things of that nature. But what is the difference? What is the, the difference? difference? The is difference is, is that, is that, is that they, they can't use white narrative. people to separate us, yeah. but they, they, they can use the they can use this. The media you know? Right. right. Um, I think not changing this into a race conversation. I'm just saying no, that, that no, 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 but it's a huge And I actually think it's a people thing when you when you roll that into. Um, human nature and how we react as a society. I think there are two, well, you guys have, right, you know who um, Stephen Covey and Dale Carnegie are? Sure. Seven Habits Dale of Highly Effective. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah. then yeah, Dale sure. is the How to Influence. How to I, feel, I truly believe that people fall into two categories. You're either a Carnegie or a Covey. You're either trying to you're trying to influence people to get your way, or you're trying to improve yourself to get what you want. Right. And the a year ago, people are trying to improve our situation. Right. Over here, we are just trying. They are just uh, throwing a fit, so that that's right. People, so that we will change <coughs> ourselves to accommodate them. Right. And there's a and, there, and there's a time for that. Look at Reagan's speech, a rendezvous with destiny. One of the most awesome mm -hmm. speeches of, of, of modern history, a rendezvous with destiny contrasts 
the inaction, you know, saying that we can have peace at any moment through surrender. And there is a place to stand on your feet and to take a stand. There is a place for that. When, when the injustice becomes so severe, we have to stand up against it. We have to, you know, take, take up, uh, you know, uh, arms or, or, or oppose it by force because it's going to steamroll you if you don't. So, and that has to be balanced. But yeah, then you get the you get the biased media ideology that will support one without the other, or the one against the other, and you're and you're left with a completely skewed perspective of of what what things should we fight for and what things should we not, That's and right. then what is the method by enforcement? What's what's the end goal? Are we just going to burn our buildings or are we just going to riot the Capitol? What is the end goal? You know, can we all set our compasses? But but this conversation that we're having has to happen over and over, over and hundreds and, over and, over and thousands and, and that's and exactly why we started this pod our podcast 70 percent, and why you guys are doing what you're doing because you recognize that maybe there is a way out if we can just get enough people to open their eyes yeah. and understand what is really going on so today is the one year anniversary of that insurrection and huh. um yeah, it seems right. to be all over the news and it's funny when you listen to conservative versus um, um, liberal news, not funny, but strange how this side has all the same talking points and this side has all the same talking points and even almost word for word. And I'm not say you know, I'm not, I don't listen, I don't watch MSNBC and all that other things. <laughs> I do my own research. I actually go sure. on to articles and click the links that lead you to the things that gave them the information and make sure that that is true, you know, stuff like that. But again, it, every single day, it seems like there's something that we're commemorating or trying to um, to investigate or or whatever that is going to make sure that Americans as a whole are all assholes. Can I say that? Can I say that on the radio? Can I say, I, back when I was a DJ, a way back when, I couldn't say that. So I don't know if I can or not, but. Um, like it. We, right. we use the term globetard. No, but globetard. That, that's, that, that's, the, that's the truth. Well, yeah, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so today, that's all there is in the news. So guess what is not in the news? Um, what government is doing to screw us over this time? What the money the money, the money that is going? going out the door, yeah. our money, by the way, you guys, oh my gosh, this is guys. our collective checkbook. The government doesn't make money, even though they have the opportunity. The government doesn't oh, they make, make money. Well, yes, they don't. They, they print it from nothing. Right. Exactly. They, they just create it. Just create Good. it. Money how, magic. How many trillions of dollars are we? Uh, almost, did we hit the 30? No? Did we hit the 30 trillion mark yet? You guys the know? Thing, yeah. The thing that people yeah. don't understand is that, you know, you've got a debt you know, that's based on how much was actually generated. Right. But then you've got all the debentures and all the investments. And what's the other one called, John? The one that really is wacky. It really is a gambling house. It starts so with quantitative a easing. Quantitative, quantitative easing. No, no, it's a form of investment, not a stock, but a. anyway, there's all these different instruments that the banking houses have created, you know, over the last hundred years, really. And, and so it drives the debt. I mean, it's inconsequential. And it, it has nothing to do with money because they can just print whatever money they want. You know, people say, well, they suppress the alternate energy because, you know, the, the oil companies want to sell more oil. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the control mechanism mm -hmm. of the debt. I mean, people well, are afraid to speak out and stand up because of what they owe and how easily it would be 
you know, to pull that away or God forbid they got, you know, uh, fired at their job or they got censored on social media. There's all these reasons why they, they have to shut up, you know, and stay put. And, yeah. uh, and that's, that's what we're fighting against, you know, is that, is that control? I think. I mean, when, when, if you just look at the, um, look at COVID, for example, you know, Amy and I did a, a show and we were just, we weren't talking bad or against or anything. Just talking about COVID we were just and our experiences. Discussing it and, uh, you know, in general. And that show was taken off the air. Yeah. We were, well, it was taken <laughs> off the air. Yeah. You How long from the time that you published it uh, was it withdrawn? About, no, it was longer than that. It was about um, three days. Three days. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How, many, they, how many views did the show get? It, it took it um, I before it got pulled down, I'm not sure. I didn't look at the analytics, but no, I was uh, too upset the fact that it got pulled down uh, because we, it's not like I said we weren't saying anything for and or against, right. you know, at, at, especially at that time because we had just you know we were just learning the information. Well, I know? think the sure. problem that they have with the for and against is that we're for the people and against the government. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. since there the government go. is controlling <laughs> um, the Zuckerbergs and everybody else in the world, sorry, Mark, but we know. Um, there's just, there's no reason. Don't be surprised when your Facebook account gets deleted. That's right, terminated. <laughs> here, here, here's the, here's Sorry. the problem. I mean, it's categorization. We're on enough outlets thing. now, he'll have a hard time pulling us down. So it, here's the, the, here's whole, the, the whole technology thing is about categorization. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to be able to take certain people and put them in a pot and rate them based on, their ability to either foment, you know, negative oh, discourse God, yeah. or yeah. going. And, and so, and the people that, that are left alive that can still speak, like some of us, we're just here so that it isn't too obvious, you know, as to what they're doing. <laughs> right. we're, we're next, you know. The walls but, are coming in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the whole DNA thing, you know, all the ancestry search, who's my relatives. Right. All that, it's all about collecting DNA. It's all about so collecting that it can all be that, That's what I was thinking yeah, about COVID. I'm like, you want me to come in and so you can stick a right. freaking cotton swab up my nose? Right, and then send it off to a lab and somewhere. And then send it off to a lab where they're going to put my DNA on file. Uh, I'm no sure. No doubt. Why, no, thank you. Well, you know, if no, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. I'm not going to go into <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if I'm going to get penetrated, I at least want so, dinner after. But, but, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. That's what happens to you. So you, you get to a point where you start to recognize that you, you're being, your, your voice is being suppressed. And once you start <laughs> yeah. recognizing that your voice is being suppressed, then you start to think, what else is being suppressed? How else are they doing oh, exactly. this? What yeah, else are they on. doing? And that's, you, that's, that's when you start thing, going see, down when, different rabbit holes. You're right. Holes, right. You know? But that's also what we're, where we're running into the differences because there are people out there that think it's necessary. They are, have been indoctrinated to the point where they agree with the government and think it's thinks it's necessary because because they're idiots right they don't understand that that 99 yeah. of the world always has lived in abject slavery and poverty right, right. and it's always been controlled and, right. and the, the the mechanism and, of control and, and, and guess, is the withholding of pertinent information knowledge and wisdom and slavery yeah. I mean, they've been successful the, yeah and you know god gave them that ability i mean it says right there in the in the bible that mm -hmm. you know satan's going to control the world and the earth <laughs> and it, uh and and yeah, Here's the it's, thing. Slavery is not going to boil down to color now. It's not going to boil down to color. It's going to boil down to the haves and the haves nots. And that's going to be ideology. Yeah. Look at look how quickly yeah. the gonna... ideological stratas have swept the social uh, landscape. That Faster than race, faster oh than uh, I, lifestyle, yeah. faster yeah. than anything. 
I've been paying attention to this stuff and talking about it on social media for quite some time. Ever since, uh, so in 2007, I became a real estate agent. 2008, the market crashed and we started talking about uh, TARP. Remember that? And I was also dating a guy uh, in military that worked um, special ops kind of stuff, whatever. So I knew a lot of the stuff that is going on conceptually behind the scenes in the government, military, whatever. And so I started paying really, really close attention to how all these puzzle pieces are coming together. And now, what, 14 years later, I am shocked, shocked at the amount of people that don't see this, that can't, can't fathom that this could be happening to us. And I don't even know what to do anymore. I don't don't think that. Ultimately frustrating is when you have loved ones and family that are completely asleep at the wheel. That is, to me, that's that's the infuriating part. I've got people that I'm so close to and care for, and these are good people. These are these these are people that would they would come back from they would cancel a vacation to come back and help you out. They would give you the shirt off their back. They would bring you chicken soup if they if they heard that you got a cold. I mean, these are just. But they won't come to your house if you're not vaccinated. (laughs) <laughs> or they'll kick you out of thanksgiving right, <laughs> right. it's you know, that's, it, yeah it's crazy it's absolutely nuts and you have to wonder i think there's like you and i were talking the other night you know i think there's more people out there that realize that these things are happening they they they're either uh complacent to it or don't they don't they don't know what to do about it I think there's a lot of people that, that I hope can so, see it, I hope so. but they I don't hope, know what to do about it. I hope that's correct. I just, and so, I just fear that so many people are sleeping. Right, and how how long do we have bef- to wake them up before it's just too late? I mean, well, or, is, or, is, or is it already too late? It, I mean, is this, I mean, is, this, is, this is what we're doing for not? Um, twenty how The 2020 election, yeah, the 2020 election made me, I really felt like, I'm like, oh, my God, if we don't do something this year, November 2022 to clean house, then we're done. And that's the thing we need to get, we need to, we need to wake up enough people that, okay, something is happening enough that we can all collectively vote together to get the people in office that we want in office that are going to truly care about the, the, the lay person, the norm, you know, the everyday American, you know, Um, one of the, one of the revelations that I, picked up in the last two years is that you can have the greatest people in the world in office, you know, depending on your point of view. But if you've got, you know, two and a half million bureaucrats that actually control all the mechanisms, deciding on doing a certain thing, it really doesn't matter who's in the government. I mean, I'm not convinced that much of what we see in the government isn't just a, a theater act. Because I mean, you've got this gigantic behemoth, you know, infrastructure you know, in Washington and other state capitals that really control everything. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of them, they don't even follow directives, you know, that they're given. They're just, they're just independent control agencies. We've got a, we've got a real, a real problem. We do. We let the, um, we don't even, there are things that happen out there that are completely illegal and should be investigated. We've got so many people in there that, have taken advantage of having um, their own ideas of what control that they have. Um, That's exactly that we right. can't even get 
if we can't get past those to make sure that they're being punished for the the wrongs that they they are i mean oh my god treason anybody yeah, so know, many right, people exactly. and it's if terrible. you just look at, and and nobody is getting i mean look at clinton in the what you used government computer for personal emails and then you wiped everything out yeah um and, and, no, and, she was and, planning she was planning her daughter's wedding come on oh yeah 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 and you know and walked away from that unscathed right unscathed and, 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 and lunch at the local pizza place and and got to run for president of the united states yeah. during yeah, that fact, time yeah. and then there's so many people that couldn't believe why you wouldn't vote for her oh i was you know, oh why, my god why wouldn't you vote i am not a very know? good woman because i didn't vote for a woman to be a president after i'm like well because it's not my turn yeah. yet after being on no. notorious outcast podcast we're wiping our hard drive immediately after this <laughs> <laughs> just so you know just so you know producer nate out okay, uh, okay we don't get no. a whole lot of traction anyway so you know well we, we're gonna we want to keep yeah. it small you know we want to peel the remnant yeah we're just um it, it's it's hard because you you want people to understand and for the last 13, 14 years. Well, ever since I got on Facebook, I started Facebook with puppies and food and pictures of my family and then learned, <laughs> learned about Facebook and what the capabilities and what I could actually do and find out about because I'm a researcher. I am, I am uh, just, I'm an absorber of knowledge and I started trying to open people's eyes and one of my friends is like, I'm like, I wish people would quit fighting. And he's like, you started it. I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't. I was just trying no, to wake people posture. up. Yeah. I've Good been deleted from so oh, many people's ahead, Facebook pages. It's not even funny. You know, yeah. because, you know, I have an opposing view and they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to delete you. I'm like, we can't have a discourse. We can't have a conversation right. about And those this. are the people that we are never, me, that, you know? those well, are the people that are the problem that we can't you, seem to yeah. wake up. Like, but you've got to you've got to recognize the construct of social media is is set up so that we cannot you you physically you, the mechanics are not present to be able for us both to set our compasses to the same to the same pointing north mm -hmm. to be able to embrace our differences we can't do that with social media because we can't say like anybody who normally would, if I'm talking to you, Kirk, Amy, Mike, if I'm talking to you guys, we're going to say, well, what's the goal of this conflict? It has a goal. In social media, there is no goal whatsoever. You are given a platform to, to pontificate from without, and all, it has to be polarizing because there's no possible way for us to know that our, that our compasses are set to the, the right direction. So all of our differences of opinion can only do is threaten rather right. than to build. And do you think that's by design, John? Do you think that's by design? It's by design. Everything is by design. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when Al Gore invented the internet, um, <laughs> I think, yeah, it I all think just started your, coming together. You found the problem. Yeah, yeah he invented right. the internet, and then he's like, now I'm bored. I'm going to just go, like, research some ice icebergs or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, my God. But you're completely right. I mean, the government and the powers that be have the money and have the resources to study society and what and i honestly feel like covid is a big science experiment for them oh my gosh yeah um oh jeez. i mean I, how could you not more, see the, more, how more, could you not more, more. see all the tests and controls and be suspicious of of how could you not more like a social has, has anybody here ever been to walt disney world oh yeah yeah you've mike have you yeah, been yeah, everybody the whole thing is set up as a control mechanism. 
And it's designed to watch how people behave when crowd controls and other things are put. It's not about, you know, driving through the Pirate's Cove and all that no, stuff. No, and I don't and think the, And the Disney, $10 hot yeah. dogs, mm -hmm. right? It's, it, it's about observing the control and what people will do, how they'll react, what happens when we make them give their fingerprint, all of these different things. And Oh, exactly. And, yeah, the fingerprinter when you yeah, go in. It's exactly. all about it's all about control. And if you start to really examine, see a lot of these things, if you if you really get educated on the symbology and you really start to delve into the spiritual nature of what's happening, what becomes so obvious is that all of these things are tied together. And, you know, before we leave, I definitely want to open this up. And, you know, guys, look, we may decide to air some of this or not, and we'll let you guys input as well. But what is your position on the fact that a lot of these things seem to be tied together and there seems to be like an underlying control I mean, some people call it a master conspiracy. What is your feeling on that? Do you think there's any validity to that? You mean like, who is the guy behind the curtain? No, no, it's not a guy. Right? Oh. It's 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 a bunch of folks. And, right. and, but and the con I think that concept entity, is what you're asking, right? Yeah, the whole concept. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there is a master conspiracy, a master control? Do you think well, there's a group of people that control everything in the world and we're all just, you know, participants if, in that? If you follow the money, who owns America? Yeah. Um, right now, the pharmaceuticals, basically. Well, you, you have the, 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 what do you call it, the Fed? Um, oh. The, uh, the Fed, the IMF, yeah, yeah. all that. Right. Yep. All right, so if you, you, if you follow the money, you'll see that there are, I believe it's like 12 families mm -hmm. um, yeah. that, that truly have the, the the majority of the wealth who truly own America. So if those 12 families are coming together deciding that this is what we're going to do or how we're going to do it, right. that's what we're doing. And, and if they it. bring people like Bill Gates in and, you know, who's got a lot of control yeah. over um, yeah. our technology and has the money. Right. And, and, and then you bring in Zuckerberg who mm -hmm. has control over yeah. the, uh, the uh uh, social media and you know things like social that. data, the right. social data collection right. apparatus. Right, right. And I, yeah. there's so many things that I I used to think that uh, Hillary was you know what whatever she was just a she was just bought out by the Saudis, so she had to do something. Um, I truly feel that um, Barack Obama's position in our government was a resume uh, bullet point for him to um, be part of some sort of UN structure. And I think that he's still kind of behind the scenes. Um, you can call sure. it a conspiracy if you would like, um, but there is no president mm -hmm. in the history of America that, you know, uh, became, um, got out of the office and then moved three blocks away from the White House or wherever the Capitol and has had such a hand in <laughs> shaping the sure. minds of people after he, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. definitely got his hands in a bunch dun, of dun, strange dun. places. No, no question about that. No, and, I'm sorry, and, and I'm not like racist. For no, saying it that sounds like a cliffhanger for 2.0. We guys got to do this again. Let's just let's just let Mike talk for a minute or two, and then we'll close it out, okay? Because he's had the uh, least amount of screen time here. <laughs> well, he's Go ahead, Mike. Right, I, yeah. he's I wonder why that is. That's why he. That's why he's sitting next to me. What? He I, does this all the time. Yeah. Don't worry I'm about teasing. it. I'm teasing. <laughs> I apologize. Don't, you please cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get accused of any race preferences, so you know. Yeah. You That's why it. I said I'm you, not a racist because uh, I didn't vote for Barack Obama. No. 
but yeah. Oh, it goes way beyond race with that guy. There's yeah. There's, there's a lot of material there. Let's put it mm-hmm. that way. Well, you know, one of the things that I, I I look at is like, okay, so we, I feel as though these things are happening. I feel, and when I say these these things, I feel that there is a specific uh, uh, conspiracy to uh, uh, to get all of us into. And when I say all of us, I'm talking about everybody in the United States to fall into a certain uh, category, a certain line, so that we um. Um, so that we fall in place, so that we're not fighting against the wheel or against the government. Excuse me. Um, my the where I f- have a problem is that how do I get my uh, friends, family members, you know, people uh, outside of that, people that are listening to the seventy percent and uh, to your show as well. How do we get them to understand that th- that something is brewing, and we need to open our eyes and come together collectively to be able to to fight against this. And when I say fight, I'm not talking about picking up arms and stuff like that. Unless, of course, it comes to that. But anyway, I'm not, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actually, you know, uh, standing up against these things. It's fear to be able to say, you know what? No, we're not. We're not going to. Let's just take the hot button that's in the in the, in the, in the uh, media today. We're not going to uh, allow you to force your uh, uh, opinions on other people. So we're not going to allow you to force people to take a shot. We're not going to allow you to say, no, you can't go to a certain restaurant. You can't go to a certain store because you don't have a card to be able to get in there. I mean, that sounds really like, that sounds like the Nazis to me, you know, you got a, you got a number and you need that number, you know, in order to get anything or do anything, you know, how come people can't see that this, this, this thing is closing in on us and, and how do we get them to see that? Yeah. You know, if we got to defund anything, it's defund the media. And you're seeing that, you know, nobody's talking about it. But if you look at the Nielsen ratings, if you look at that, you're seeing that, I mean, the, the far left, you know, staples of the media, like CNN, they, they don't, they can't get a million viewers on at any time ever with any show, no matter how salacious they try, the ratings are falling. So, and, and obviously nobody's talking about it, but the fact of the matter is that guys, we, this is a new podcast. You guys have a new podcast. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, I'm, um, I'm on a, a group called take back team and take back team is a, is a, um, coalition of conservatives that are stepping up in, in government, uh, mm-hmm producing media and making a difference you're seeing it's almost like a scene from narnia where winter is beginning to break and the ice is beginning to melt and thaw i feel like we are making a difference we can't see it on the surface and 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 the the people that are losing this battle are not acknowledging it but i am filled with hope every day because uh, podcasts like this are happening people are waking up our membership and take back team is growing daily and we are making a difference the pain is waking the sleeping giant and um and hopefully this is just the catalyst to to a very big movement of of balancing you know every storm that comes in life serves is not necessarily a a calamity independent of itself but serves to bring balance to an imbalance if there's a low pressure system or something uh, a big storm will come and balance and and guys i think we're heading into the storm and hopefully what we come out of it with is a lot more balance i love it that's right i mean the most important thing we want all of our listeners to remember is that the only people that you can really count on is your family you know, perhaps your spiritual affiliation and most especially yourself. So this would be a really excellent time to recognize that, you know, tough times are probably coming and you need to take the time 
to really get prepared. You know, have some extra food on hand, have the means to, you know, purify water without electricity. N- nothing big, just the basics. You know, if you live up north, have a little extra firewood. <laughs> if they still let you burn that stuff in your oven, I know they, with, they, with they're the shutting down New York. And but yeah, you have to get, get a, a permit. permit. They can't burn the any more wood, you know, the, for heat. You have three scrubbers on the chimney. That's right. <laughs> Well, listen, this has been awesome. You know, it's great to hear from you folks. Hopefully we can do this again. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any closing comments that you want to add? John, you guys, anybody, Amy, Mike? Hey, love you guys. It's awesome to confab with you, Mike. So good to meet you uh, virtually in person. Amy, so good to see you again. Nate, love you. Kirk, always a pleasure. Awesome. I just want to actually say something to the people that are listening. Don't be afraid. I think that's part of the problem that we have is People don't want to stand up because they're worried about the consequences. The government has definitely indoctrinated us to be afraid of them. And if we keep doing that, we're going to be just like Australia. Yep. Well said, Amy. Thanks. Yep. The, the, the control mechanisms are going to increase and they're going to get tighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. we definitely need to stay vigilant. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Have a great time. Right, thanks. Hopefully we can get you back again. We'd love to do this again if you guys are willing. Yeah, right. we'd like to have you on our show as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, anytime you want, we'd love to do it. Just just give us a 10-minute notice and, okay. and we'll be there. <laughs> okay, cool. I like it. Sounds good, guys. All right, thanks. Have a good one. <laughs> thanks Bye. a lot, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. All right, well, that's our show tonight. Thank you for listening. I'm Amy Alexander. I'm Mike Soule. Please comment, like, and share. No doubt.